listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 117, where we will be discussing chapter 7 in Clockwork Princess, Dare to Wish. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. What up? I feel like I said my name weird. Have you ever heard Alexa say my name? Why would you? That was a dumb question, but she says it really weird. What did she say? Amanda. Amanda, Amanda. I don't know. It's it's weird. Just ask Why does she say your name? Because um, I have a playlist, so I say play the playlist, Amanda's playlist or whatever. Oh, okay, okay. That the playlist, sense. Amanda. Like she says it really weird. <laughs> anyway, okay, my playlist is called everything, so that's what oh, she says. I have to share. I don't have my shit hooked up to Alexa because I don't know how to do that, and it's probably too complicated, and I don't want to. It's, it's not. not. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also we do the Spotify me. family, so each person has mm. their own account. Okay, we just have Amazon. We do Amazon Music instead of Spotify. I don't let anybody on my shit. <laughs> <laughs> my kid listens to music all the time. My husband has his and whatever. Yeah. Anyway, you have a tantalizing question for us. A tantalizing yes, question? <laughs> Taint. <laughs> 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 and that's all, folks. So we were just talking about our children and them losing their teeth and like all and being moms and having to like manage all that crap. And I Robin had mentioned something about how her children had lost had like gotten their first teeth and lost their first teeth both of her children like right around the same time for for both of them. Or right around the same age, I should say. And I just want to know because I know Amanda is like this as well. Um, I would like to know what it's like to be a kind of person that remembers those kinds of things. Because <laughs> I have one child. I have one. I have no idea when she got her first tooth. I have no idea. Like, I don't. The only milestone I remember from her, like, babyness was she started walking when she was nine months old. Like, the, and, wow. and like, I, I know. I know how much she weighed. I know, like, what her first word was. But, like, all that other, like, I don't remember when her first haircut was. I don't remember when she got her first tooth. <laughs> like, I don't remember when, like, I remember what age she was when she lost her first tooth. But, like, I don't remember when that was. <laughs> like, okay. I was Listen. busy. <laughs> I have There's a, a couple weapon. things into play here. Yeah. What are the things? Um, First, my kids got their first teeth freakishly early. So I remember it because they were, like, four and a half months old. Okay. Which is very, very early. Yeah. So that's that. I'm so glad Brendan didn't get teeth that early. I was still nursing. For real. My kids were bottle fed, so it didn't phase me at all. Um, And then um, we did first, like, haircuts and stuff around milestones anyway. So my son mm-hmm. had his first haircut after his first birthday. Same. And Audrey didn't have a haircut till okay, a consensual haircut where I consented. <laughs> Somebody caught her hair for me when I wasn't there, but that's a whole nother story. Not um, me. On her, um, when she turned five, okay, not when she turned five, right before she went into kindergarten. So, like, the day before, that was her first mm-hmm. haircut, and it was a chop job, and it was yeah. awful, but, again, story for another day. <laughs> and then, um, I think my other secret weapon is Amanda's secret weapon. Yeah, Google or Facebook. 
Facebook memories because I posted yeah. a picture about it and Facebook tells you this many years ago. Oh. Like yeah, I'm trying I never to remember if Olivia is on the same schedule as Lincoln. So I just scroll back through my pictures of mm-hmm. Lincoln. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. And oh, I did the Google mom Sorry. thing where I did the milestones pictures by month and stuff with Lincoln. So I remember I'm not doing that much with Olivia. I can't. I don't have time. <laughs> Sorry, baby. <laughs> Um, Google Photos is cool because you can literally type in anything. Camping, mm-hmm. um, outdoor trip, haircut, and it will, like, pull up all of your pictures or videos because it's, like, Big Brother, Creepy Cloud, but I yeah. don't care. I'm and it'll it. show you all of your memories and pictures and when they were taken around those things. So, okay. um, and then so that's the also other thing, my problem because I don't take pictures. I, I always yeah. forget to take pictures. <laughs> and then Amanda and I have neurodivergent <laughs> children. That has been yes. very, very niched right. on milestones and hitting and what they're not hitting and where they need to be. And so we really over obsess about it because that is our entire personality trait. <laughs> oh, that is so true. <laughs> Anxiety and over um, stressing. So we spent a lot of focus. And then, of course, my oldest I was comparing to my youngest so I was remembering a lot and went back and combed through when her first were which is a terrible thing to do because everybody's a different person mm-hmm. don't do that it's hard not to uh-huh yeah yep. yeah okay uh, I feel a yes. little bit better but not much well I also feel better because I was younger than both of you <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. This yeah. So I was like, I was like, okay, I feel a little bit better, but not, not much. Cause I, I know yeah. I'm still not that mom. Like I am not that mom that remembers shit. Okay. I'm the mom that writes shit down and like has notes and post-its all over the place to remember things. Like, Yep. I mean, <laughs> like I remember when Cassie lost her first tooth and I don't think I was posting on Facebook at the time, but it was, I don't know. I was, we have like a special pillow and stuff. So I just remember. That moment. I don't remember the rest of the teeth. Um, My mom had a calendar. So a 1987, 88, whatever, year calendar. And she wrote my first in it on the days that they Aww. happened. Oh and I God. got it in a baby box with, like, my baby blanket and some pictures and stuff. So I have it written all in. Robin, what does it feel like to have a mother who loves you? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> mine did that. But it was for her pregnancy, not after I was born. <laughs> Well, the thing is, I'll so ask her now, that. and I was like, "Do you re- like when when my kids were babies? Do you remember when I was like, I don't fucking know? Like, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> Refer to the calendar. <laughs> I wrote it down it. for you. I wrote it down for a fucking reason. Goddamn. I remember when Kristen was pregnant with Bren, and you just found out, and you were at the Carver house, and you got a photo album. You're like, I'm gonna take a picture every month on oh, the same 100%. day of the month, like in the same outfit, and that, like it's gonna be this like progression thing. Yeah. So I, I don't even think I took one. I was going to say, how many, fair, like, how many pictures Don't even think I started it. <laughs> but I was so gung-ho. I was like, I'm absolutely going to do this. No, I'm not. That's not who That's I like, am. How I many before ADHD. pictures of weight loss do you have in your phone? <laughs> I have so many. So many before <laughs> pictures. <laughs> With like, and I even like photo, like not photo edited, but like um, edited to put like, what date it was like like sticker like I did like the date and how much I weighed and like the whole yeah for sure <laughs> yep. so many 
so many. Never a follow-up picture. Never. I still have alarms that go off every single day that tell me to work out at 10 (laughs) a.m. And every single day I ignore them. Every single day. (laughs) It's been years. I don't have any before pictures, but my entire life is a before picture, so... I was scrolling through pictures with my husband. He was like, remember when you looked like that and you weighed that much? That was crazy, huh? Don't ever say that to me. What? That is mean. Don't ever say that and to me. And then you rip his balls off? Um, No, because I was just, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then I'm I was sorry, trying to. say that out loud? <laughs> listen, I didn't weigh myself, so I don't know. I can't compare. Uh-huh. Wait, why is it different? I was like, I don't think I look much different now. <laughs> so deuces. <laughs> That's like my husband. I'm like, I feel really bad about myself. You just had a baby. And I'm like, that doesn't make me feel better. No. You're you're Which basically head, telling me it it's okay that you look like crap. That's what those yeah. words that's what I hear in my brain. When you yeah, say those it's words. It's been six months. I should be able to get my shit together. No. Nah. I can't do nah. Well, not to mention the past two years have been fucking chaos and everyone has let themselves go because everyone's like, no one's going to see me. So who the fuck cares? Calories Uh don't count if you eat them in the dark. I was hiding my face behind a mask and now we've stopped doing that. Right? Now everyone can see both of my chins. What the fuck? (laughs) I made him a friend during the pandemic. (laughs) Yeah, so like the last two years, I've been, you know, slowly reverting back to my troll form, right? And so <laughs> I did my hair, I I cut my hair, and then the haircut was too short for my natural hair color, so I had to bleach it. That That's not a thing. It's it not- is a thing. It is a thing. It is. It is. It's totally a thing. Also, because I've done that before. And my hair's very fine. So it was also a texture thing. Like, I couldn't do my hair that short with such fine texture. I needed to have some damage. That I hear. To make things work. So I bleached my hair, like, platinum blonde. And then I'm like, okay, well, if you have hair like this short and this blonde, you have to do your hair. Right. You can't just like, oh, it it doesn't fit in a ponytail. Right. Like, so it's got to be done every day. Well, then if your hair is done, you got to look cute because your clothes have to match your hair because I have a very distinctive hairstyle right now. It's very retro. So I've been like doing my makeup and getting ready more often. My husband's like, whoa. He's like, wow. <laughs> hey, okay. I'm like, oh, yeah, I look like a human again. <laughs> There's the ogre I married. You married a woman. <laughs> not a troll (laughs) right oh my god that's great i was like oh it must be weird for guys to not have to like get out of bed and like put on makeup and stuff not that we have to but we feel better when we do you know what i think must be weird and i think about this like with my husband all the time like i just i just think about him in in this way i'm just like what is it like to be married to two different women (laughs) right because like the woman that he takes out into public is not the woman that's at home like I look like a different fucking person with makeup versus not makeup like when I'm done up versus when I'm not done up I look like one of those fucking tiktok like those like fucking um, catfish (laughs) tiktoks 
Like, that's what I look like. That's the difference. You just need to put your dentures in. Yeah. Because it changes like, the shape of your face. My whole my whole face looks different. And I'm like, I wonder what that's like because I do look like two different people sometimes. Like, there'll, there'll be pictures of us and I'm like, hmm, that was troll Kristen. <laughs> but they don't change. They always look the same. Whether they're first woke up in the morning or yes. like at work, they look the same. Yep. Our faces mm-hmm. look fucking different in the morning. Even even if you don't wear makeup, my face looks different in the morning than it does in the afternoon. Absolutely. I sometimes uh-huh. wait till the afternoon to put makeup on because it looks different somehow. Right, so your face settles. Yeah. And the puffiness goes away. Yeah. yeah it probably is the puffiness. For <laughs> show. I'm like, I need my skin tone to even out. Like, it's all splotchy in the morning and shit. <clears throat> okay. Anyway, sorry. I, did anyone have anything else to talk about? Or was I just going to monopolize that fucking conversation? Um, Really no. quickly, I just have to tell you guys something. It's dumb, but it's still cute. Um, So when Lincoln's been getting upset lately, I've been trying to get him to go chill. So we're chill. And so tonight, he's working on this little puzzle. I got him the ABC puzzle. And Olivia's kind of like rolling around the living room. And she keeps kicking his arm. And she's having a great time because she loves Lincoln. It was right after that blowout. I told you she was finally in a good mood. And um, Lincoln looks at her and he goes, chill, chill. (laughs) Every time she bumped into him, he would tell her to chill. And it was my favorite thing. I wish I had it on video. Anyway, that is all. You're you're turning your baby into Polly Shore. (laughs) (laughs) The whistle. The whistle. We're out out of vodka. did have never mind nope this is not a podcast anyone's gonna listen to my mom had a relationship with his father at one point yeah you 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 could have been Polly Shore's sister yeah (laughs) what like like at the same time or during the same period of time I think on the same day okay but not at the same time but not together that I know of right who knows yeah. I used to work with it was a lady. The 70s. It was the 70s. I used to work with a lady who was older and she was really fun and she really loved disco music like cuz that was like her jam back in the day and she would tell us like stories of going to the disco and all this stuff and go to these concerts and all this stuff. Well, we finally got it out of her one one night at happy hour that she <laughs> gave Kenny Loggins a blowjob on his tour bus in the 70s. <laughs> And so for her 50th birthday, we threw her a birthday party and we got her a cake that had Kenny Loggins' face on it. That's amazing. I love being a troll. She was so embarrassed. It was hilarious. I love it. I have no stories like that. I got married at 23. I've been with my husband since I was 21, so... I think the 70s and 80s were a much a much more wild time for celebrity. Yeah. I feel like celebrities were much more accessible back in the day. Because, like, my mom has a story about getting into a fight with uh, Tanya Harding and at, a, at uh, the Copper Penny. <laughs> well, she lives here. Yeah. But, and like, I feel her. like 
you would never, even if somebody live is from here, like you'd never see somebody at like a local fucking club. Right. Like a star. Yeah, Copper like, Penny too. No. Yeah. Especially like a dive club like that. <laughs> it's not even there anymore. Yeah. <sighs> oh, okay. What do you guys say we kick things off with Robin's recap? Previously on Downworld or Dish. Our Institute baddies sit down to brunch, and all is well until some jackass by the name of Wayland comes to shit on everyone's parade. (laughs) I feel like there's a trend with this last name. (laughs) (laughs) Lady Lightwood has been busy, throwing shade at the Institute peeps, making a spectacle about how they murdered her daddy slash worm. I'm assuming she's omitting the worm part. I also Mm -hmm. like that you typed out slash. I had to say it appropriately. Obviously. Wayland. Oh, sorry. What? What? Okay. Wayland puts pressure on the Lightwood brothers and Charlotte because he's totally jealous of her and her boss bitch demeanor and over Benny's papers. Charlotte eventually surrenders the letters to the consul, but it's all good. She's got copies. The Lightwood brothers leave with the consul to be questioned at the silent city. Or so they thought. Don, don, don. (laughs) Turns out the consul is just another corrupt politician and drags the brothers to a seedy downworlder joint. He doesn't even play good cop, just comes in full steam threatening to erase the Lightwood name from Shadowhunter history if they don't turn coat and spy on Charlotte. Gideon is against the idea, but Gabriel agrees, telling his older brother to think of their Pergonante sister. (laughs) After the lightly breaded blackmail, and back at the Institute, Gabriel reveals the plan is to double-cross the double-crosser and feed Consul Whalen a dinner full of red herring. I feel like wow. you have one of those toilet books that has, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, quotes. Like Mad Libs? Yeah. No. Just come up with these. Like the full of red herring. Double cross and double crosser. And like just funny shit, dude. This is in my breath. It's how I think the normal life of my, like this is, that's my narrator voice. Yep. In the background of my head all the time. (laughs) It's the millennial in you. You have to break out in song every five minutes. Or quote things. I just, just, you know, we did a training like. Not that our company's very tight laced, but especially for these new people, it's like corporate training, right? Yeah. And I quoted Napoleon Dynamite during the training. Why? Why? Because your and name all is Robin. Shitty Gen Z kids, and nobody laughed because they didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> They're not shitty. That it take that back, but you know what I mean. No, you meant it. I won't let you take it back. Them. You meant it. We don't, okay, one of, one of them was shitty. Let me just. He knows who he is. He's he's soured the whole the whole bunch. Yeah. You've turned into fucking. You've turned into Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino. Get off my lawn. <laughs> You're just angry. Oh, kids. Kids, kids, kids. I hate it when when you do something, like you say something, and then you like realize, and it's like in real time you realize your age. Yeah. You know, and you're just like, oh, wow. Okay. That's going to live with mm-hmm. me forever. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be able to wipe, <laughs> yep. scrub that one from the memory bank. That's good. That's a core memory. <laughs> like- <laughs> 
guys, we begin this chapter with yet another letter. This time from the Lightwood Brothers to Consul Wayland. And I'll save you all of the gory detail- details because it is about a page and a half long. But um, I'll give you the highlights. <clears throat> so it says, Dear Sir, we are most thankful that you have assigned us the task of monitoring Mrs. Branwell's behavior. Women, as we know, need to be closely watched as they do not uh, watch so they do not go astray. We are grieved to announce that we have shocking tidings to report. <laughs> okay, like I know, I know the words are are like you're like yeah, ouch, like they they grind, right? They grind, but at the same time, this first paragraph. I'm just like, this is going to be such a good shitpost letter. Like, this is clearly somewhat, like, he knows immediately from sentence one that these kids are fucking with him. Like, there's uh-huh. no way. <laughs> this seems like Gen Z shit. Okay, they're, Gabriel and Gideon are pulling some Gen Z shit. Yeah, they're, they're like, internet trolling him. Like, this is what uh-huh. this feels I'll, like. <laughs> I just want to clarify, I love Gen Z sense of humor, okay? This is true. I feel, I feel like I'm into it, all right? Spot on. Just so you know. But, like, maybe educate yourself on the early aughts uh, pop culture so we feel like we're part of the game. We please. can fit in. Please. We miss yeah. you. <laughs> we we want to feel cool again. You guys you. used to think we were cool. <laughs> we my parted our hair in the me middle. I was dry the other day, and I don't even know what the heck that means. And she was laughing at my emojis. Wait, what? I don't know. Wait, her, say, her friend ganged up on me. They ganged up on you, and what? They said I was dry. Oh, like you have dry humor? I don't know what that means. And then uh, they laughed at my emojis. Okay, I don't want anybody to laugh at my emojis. I want to fit in with the cool kids. That's oh, clearly yeah. never been me. Yeah. Who determines whether emojis are old or not? I don't understand. I don't oh, no. They use emojis. They just use different emojis than we do. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. the laughing, apparently. crying face is, like, way out, apparently. Uh-huh. That's what she's like. She's like, oh, my God. My mom uses the sideways laughy face. Yeah. Can you believe it? Yeah. <laughs> what do you use instead? They use the crying face, right? And then the, the skull. Oh, the skull's funny. Okay. I like I how we're we're trying that. to decipher what <laughs> how children communicate. I guess they're not children. They're teen. I, how old is Gen Z? My kid is not Gen Z. She's generation younger than that. Oh, okay. Bryn's a Gen Z, I think. Um, I think she was my born in two thousand eight. Older ones are. Because mm-hmm. yeah. Drew was born in two thousand. Hmm. And Cassie was in 04. So I think that's it. I don't know. Anyway. So not Back to your regularly scheduled program. Back to this. Back to life. Back to reality. Sorry. See? And I'm Mm -hmm. sorry if you're under the age of 21 and didn't get that joke. Didn't get that reference. (laughs) Or like maybe you do because you had like cool older siblings or like cool Mm -hmm. parents. Cool parents. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So the letter goes on about talking about Charlotte's, you know, management of the household, Um, yada, yada, yada. Quote, we are saddened to report that in her leisure hours, she bedecks herself with the finest silks and most costly jewels imaginable. 
<laughs> blah 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 we'd hate we, we we hate to tell on her but you know we gotta tell ya suffice <laughs> it to say the money outlaid upon hats rivals the annual income of a large estate or a small country damn that's a lot of fucking hats and they even go on to say something like like surely she's not hiding additional heads upon her body like <laughs> to wear all those hats right <laughs> um yada 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 she doesn't feed us every night we sit to a we sit down to a dinner of gruel as she sits at a table dripping with gems and gewgaws so okay i had to look it up because in yeah. In the narrative, um, Gabriel's like, what the fuck is that? And Gideon's like, don't worry about it. Like, yeah. Okay. So I looked it up. A guga or gugo is how it's pronounced, I think. Robin, the pronunciation is written down there. You were better with roots and stems than I was. I think it's the second thing you said. Mm-hmm. Gugu? Or or. Yeah, guy, guygo, guy, guygo. You might be able to put it in pronoun and tr- like. Oh yeah, pronoun. It's spelled G E W G A W, and it's a noun. Um, it's a showy thing, especially one that is useless or worthless. Quote: A house full of Victorian gugas, gugos, or whatever the hell. What, Robin? Huh? Just making a joke. Nothing. Nothing. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. My leg fell asleep. Hold on. <laughs> oh. So, okay, so like I guess it's costume jewelry? Oh That's yeah. What I'm assuming, yeah, maybe, right? So Gideon's like, yeah, 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 don't worry about it, Gabriel. And we leave them in search of Cyril, uh, since only muggles know how to use the postal system, apparently. Yep. <laughs> muggles. They're called Mundies, okay? Yeah, well, in both Mundies. in both franchises, no one knows how to use the post, except <laughs> the normies. <laughs> the normies. Yeah. The norms. I never mind. You'll know. I was just like, oh, I did a Harry Potter reference to every single thing in this podcast. <laughs> Harry Potter reference. So it's not cool. It's not special or cool. Continue. So popping on over to the training room where Cecily has been spending most of her days uh, or most of her time in the days since the battle. It's the only room in the Institute that doesn't remind her of home. And... If she's honest with herself, this shadow hunter thing is kind of growing on her. Mm-hmm. Yikes. When that Sassy is. Herondale, trademark pending, first came to the Institute and threw herself into training, it was to annoy her brother while she pestered him into going back home. But she'd begun to see the appeal of a life of shutting, of hunting shadows. <laughs> Of shutting shadows is what I was trying to say. <laughs> I thought you were going to say shunting. Shunting. <laughs> like that fuck. Okay, I'm sorry. Sidebar, I apologize. Speaking of Harry Potter, Robin uh-huh. sent me a fucking TikTok that blew my brain. Me too. For real. For real. Was it enough so, for you to finally get TikTok? Because I'm tired of this. No. 
<laughs> it wasn't it wasn't enough so there's this part in the harry potter books where the corridor is like flooded and there's this line that says that filch was punting kids across this like puddle like little mini lake that they that is in the corridor my entire life because filch is an asshole I assumed because I'm American and punting means drop kicking something that he was just kicking children across the puddle. But apparently in England, according to this TikTok, it's like a fucking like gondola. It's like a boat. Oh, he was saving them. He was just like ferrying them across on like a boat, like punting them across. Not like. Why did my kick the baby South Park? Why did my 13-year-old brain and also adult brain, because I have read these since I was an adult, not be like, that's weird. I just fully accepted an adult just, like, drop-kicking children to get them to class. That's like, I read the back of the school bus incorrectly one time as a child. One time as a child. And that is how I read it every single time until I was in at least my mid-30s. And I was like, that just doesn't make any sense. And I was like, it's because you read it wrong. So it says unlawful to pass, right? Uh-huh. And I originally read it as unawful to pass. And I was like, that's so weird. Why would they put that on there? And I just never reread it. I just accepted it as fact. Because I was like six. <laughs> unawful. It's basically a good thing. I was just like, that's so oh. weird because you can get a ticket. <laughs> Oh, oh! I love it when you have those random moments of like realizing how human you are. You're like, oh yeah, I'm just a fucking idiot. Like I'm just an animal. I don't know anything. Yep. Been there. every day. Oh. Okay, so she Cecily thought she was making headway the other night when she shoehorned an invite into the uh. Cecily thought she was making headway the other night when she shoehorned an invite like any, like only a younger sibling could to Will's self-loathing John uh, through, uh, fuck, I'm going to read. Okay. Wait, this is a what's difficult. on your coat koozie? Gonna reset with Diet Coke. I love it. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah, it's. But a, a reader gave it to me at a a book signing. So that place is spelled like I think it's like B U C C E E or something like that. Mm-hmm. Bucky's. And when Andy was in Texas for work, they <clears throat> he convinced people that they because he was basically a traveling salesman, so he went down to Texas to work for a liquidation company. So he convinced the people that worked for the company already that lived in Texas to help him joke on this guy that we worked with. That um, the place was called Busey's, and Gary Busey actually owned it. <gasps> and so they convinced Mike to like go ask these people if no! Gary ever comes in here. <laughs> so he asked two employees, like, "Does Gary ever come in here?" And these people were just like, "What? Who's Gary?" <laughs> and I will never forget Andy calling me almost in tears. He was laughing so hard. Telling me that they got him, like, gotcha, bitch. Oh. <laughs> and, just, 
He saw Gary. And that's why the teeth were big. It's a. That's why it's a, a, a beaver because Gary Busey has big teeth. That's so fucked up. My stepdad, when I was thirteen, we went to Home Depot. Okay, and apparently I was such an asshole. He needed to teach me a lesson, right? Okay. So, so he did that whole thing, like, like you're growing up now, like you need to be able to, like, you know, you're gonna be an adult soon. You need to figure out how to find things and like get things done on your own and whatever. So he told me to go up to one of the workers at Home Depot and ask them for a dryer wire. <laughs> <laughs> So I did it. The guy looked at me and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's so embarrassing. Such conviction. I repeated it so many times because I was like, I remember what he said. Core memory, folks. Core memory. Dude, that's... I I will never forget when my mom sent me to the store to get her medicine and I didn't know what she wanted and I couldn't find it. And I was getting so frustrated because I couldn't find it. And I was just like, does anybody know where the emodium is? <laughs> I really need it. And I can't find it. Oh, I remember but you literally me. out loud to an aisle full of people. Oh. Because fight or flight kicked in and I had anxiety and it was fight. It, it was like I had to get out of there and I had to do it. I, I really you need it. Me to tell me that. <laughs> You're like I didn't know because you went home and gave it to your mom and you told your mom what happened and then she was like, "Are you yeah, fucking stupid?" Yeah. <laughs> oh man! I like how we're just revealing secrets. <laughs> <laughs> there are no secrets. We are. We're just a mess, and we're just honest about it. That's it. Open books. Yeah. <clears throat> so let's start this. Let's start this again, shall we? She thought she was making headway the other night when she shoehorned an invite like only a younger sibling could to Will's self-loathing jaunt through the seedy underbelly of Victorian London for drugs. That is the most run-on se- sentence I think I've ever written in my life. <laughs> <clears throat> but we made it. Uh, things had almost been like the old days. Uh, but as the hours stretched on and hope began to wane, so did Will's patience with his baby sister. Their search for the drug that would save Jem, or at least give him more time, opened Cecily's eyes. Uh, she'd been told about the connection between Parabroti, but seeing it on Will's face, she knew they were soulmates. And Will would never leave him. Not ever. Lost in her thoughts, Cecily doesn't notice she's no longer alone until she does something embarrassing and a disembodied male voice from behind her provides unsolicited commentary. Every girl's dream, right? Am I right? We love that. We love it when you tell us what we're doing wrong. Yeah. Love it. (laughs) My favorite. My favorite. Oh, dear, said a voice from the doorway. I'm afraid I could only give that effort a three, 
Four, perhaps, if I were inclined to give an extra point for practicing swordplay in an afternoon dress. Okay, Gabriel. That's not how you flirt, bro. You trying to get puss? Because it doesn't sound like it. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Okay, so, like, how much do you want to bet Cecily practicing swordplay in a full gown is now and forever a fixture in Gabriel's spank bank? (laughs) Yeah. For sure. He wouldn't have said it like that if if he wasn't committing it to memory. Yeah, Cecily, like, gives him attitude. She's like, uh, she says, quote, perhaps I am not interested in your opinion, sir. (laughs) Fucking damn right. Right. Damn right you're not. Don't call him sir. (laughs) So Gabriel, being the actually halfway decent teacher we know him to be, offers to give Cecily some pointers. And Cecily accepts, um, albeit begrudgingly, uh, kind of. It's definitely a front because... In about a paragraph and a half, she's swooning under all that lightwood charm. <laughs> oh, my God. I, mean, I get it. I can't. I read that it's, wrong. It's so much. It's so much. I've got, I've got chills right now. <clears throat> she could feel the warmth rising from Gabriel's body, his breath stirring her hair. And, oh, it was odd to be conscious of so many things about someone else, the way they felt, the brush of their skin, the way they smelled. Robin loves the hot breath. She's over here vomiting. No. No. Okay, I have a quick question, ladies. Have you guys watched Heartstopper on Netflix? No. No. Highly recommend. It it's it's awesome. I watched it with Brennan. It was super cute. But it's very like uh not wholesome. I mean, yeah, it is wholesome. Um, but what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I lost it. Anyway, it's it's a very cute like story about these two boys that fall in love and they are it's so it's like that first cr- you know when like you have a crush on someone and like every interaction with them means something like and you have to dissect like that's what it feels like. It was very cute. Like you can see cuz like this kid He's like, he's totally into this guy, but he's like, he's straight. Like, you know, he's just my friend, whatever. But you can see like every time he like does something like kind of flirty, he's like, he's just like, just gay panic, like full seized up. Like, I don't know what to do. Oh my God. But it's like, you remember when you were, when you were young and your crush like walked by you and like brushed your arm and you're just like, I can't breathe. Like, yep. This feels very much like that. This feels like that, like, exciting, you notice everything about them, and, like, everything is, like, all of the hairs on the back of your neck are standing up. They just hit the speaker on the bus, you know, whatever it is. (laughs) So, Gabriel, the sly dog, uses the guise of instruction to inappropriately graze her hand with his hand. And murmur compliments about her passion. She's got passion. She fights with mm-hmm. passion. She loves it. <laughs> She's a baby. I guess and they are like fighting. Right. And they are totally having a moment. So naturally, 
Will ruins it. Yep. Uh huh. And he he comes in and he's like, uh, I want to I want to read how it describes him. It was Will filling the doorway with his lanky, broad-shouldered frame. His blue eyes were thunderous. What are you doing here? He demanded. And Cecily's like, I'm practicing. What? And then he's like, not you. Gabriel Lightworm over over here. Will jerked his chin toward the other boy. Sorry, Lightwood. Oh, God. The petty. Okay. Listen. I love how the will's physical description is different because it's cecily describing him yes uh-huh. yeah because it's been like oh will. rippling oh, muscles booty and hat look at those back muscles mm. that's great that's a good hair and damn is that what you said yeah i like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so great gabriel like takes his arms off of her and he's like oh yeah Sorry. I'm like trying to help her. Whoever's been training her did a really shitty job. So <laughs> trying to help her fix it. She's like really holding this sword badly. She's just not very good at it. <laughs> Cecily steps in and tells Will, like, no, it's fine. I told him it was okay. Like, it's no big deal. And um it says that she doesn't know why. Like, okay, I guess the narration which was a good way to put it, Kristen, thank you, says that she doesn't know why she would she's defending Gabriel. And I'm like, really? Mm. You're thinking about the way he smells and you uh-huh. don't know why you're defending him? Robin knows why. She's sitting over there twirling her hair. I have a Pulling weird girl. Amanda. She's like, he smells like fresh cut grass and spearmint toothpaste. Listen. <laughs> Not bad. You don't care. My hair is literally driving me bonkers right now because it's still wet ah and it's humid and and damp and i'm having a really hard time right now that's crazy my hair would have been dry dry. an hour ago (laughs) okay so will decides okay so obviously gabriel's out he's like all right fine he like kind of pushes past will so will decides this is a good time to tell cecily about gabriel wanting to get back at him for insulting his sister like, he's just doing this to get back at me, basically. And so Cecily's point not everything's of about you, Will. Like, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> Although I don't know if that's how she said it, but that's how I feel. So Gabriel um, just responds um, to Will by saying, "Like, oh, he hadn't left the room yet. Yeah. So he's just like, we got to get along if we're gonna live here, okay? So like, we got to make this bearable." And Will is like, hmm, "Hard pass." Get out of here and leave my sister alone. Get out. What is that? Um, Make like a bread truck and get out of here. What? No. Are you you doing the back to the future thing? Because it's all backwards. Make like a tree and get out of here. Whatever. Make Make, like a tree and and leaf. leaf. Yes. I know. And then. And then um, Butch from the future comes back and, like, smacks him in the head. It's Leaf, you idiot. It's Leaf. I wonder With how many book. times you've seen that movie. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so now is when Gabriel leaves. He, like, pushes past Will, whatever. He finally leaves, okay? 
<laughs> and Will lectures Cecily on how, like, he, he knows Gabriel and she doesn't and yada, 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 which I feel like is unfair because he doesn't really know him. He just, like, yep. knows his family, I guess. Yeah. And, like, you have to be fair. Like, what if he did that to your sister? Wouldn't you be irritated with him? So, like, I don't know. Anyway. Cecily's like, well, people change, so you don't know anything. And Will tells her that she's the one that's changed. Mm. And I'm just like, whoa, this is turning into something. <laughs> so he says, like, when she came to the Institute, she was all about getting Will. And to, like, she's trying to convince him to go back home. And now she likes to train all the time, train all the time, train, train all the time. All the time. <laughs> So That's Will good. tells her, yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Will tells her that um, Shadowhunter blood is, like, super strong, and she's obviously into fighting. So if she doesn't leave soon, she will never be able to. And before she can even respond, she notices the necklace that Magnus had given him, and she's like, um, are you wearing a women's necklace? <laughs> and before he can respond sophie comes in um to tell them to come to the drawing room because charlotte wants to meet with everyone and um so obviously we know that this necklace is going to be some sort of importance because we know about it later on in the series is mm -hmm. so i'm pretty excited to see how that trickles its way down through the family so cecily takes this time in the drawing room with everyone in there to people watch and points out like different qualities of each person in the room. So, um, basically like Charlotte's really strong and you know, whatever and blah, blah, blah. But the one that, um, I really liked that I'm going to quote is about Henry. <laughs> she says, then there was Henry. He might've been the first one of all of them to convince Cecily that though, uh, shadow hunters were different. They were not dangerously alien. There was nothing frightening about Henry, all <laughs> lanky legs and angles as he leaned against Charlotte's desk. <laughs> so sweet. My favorite thing is what she says about Will. <clears throat> what does she say about Will? Like, yeah. like basically like how he, I, I'm not sure if he leans, he's leaning against the fireplace because he's cold oh, yeah. because it makes him look like a badass. Basically. <laughs> like he thinks he looks cool. Only a younger <laughs> sister would notice that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Sorry if you have that in here. No, but no, I, I didn't. Just... I forgot. <laughs> it's so funny. So she notices um, Jem's face. Obviously, she's still pe people watching. So she notices Jem's face when he sees Will walk into the room and his eyes light up. And she wonders if that's like a parabrotai thing or if they're just like they have their own little unique special bond beyond that. And it makes her think about her conversation with Will about Tessa. She believes that um, she noticed Will's love for Tessa because she knows him so well and that Jem doesn't suspect anything. Okay. Like, mm. I feel like Jem knows him just as well as you do, if not better. Mm -hmm. He's just not looking for it. True. His head's in the clouds. He is on cloud nine, sort of. When it comes one, to one. Tessa. Anyway. Huh? I said one one because she said nine. Then nine. I said nine one one because he's dying. He's dying. <gasps> Damn. Okay. Actively, it's awful. You're such a good person. I love that for you. <laughs> that was perfect. We gotta sound bite that. <laughs> Clip it. 
so Charlotte starts the meeting by saying, I'm glad you're all here. And I'm like, didn't you ask them to be there? <laughs> cool. I would have been like, finally, you guys are here. I got to share. I'm a chismosa. I got to tell you everything. Just like, thank you so, for coming. Yeah, exactly. I've gathered you all here today. Yes. We have gathered here today to talk about. Welcome to my TED Talk. A letter from the Magister. And I am curious if this is a name he's given himself, the Magister. Why are they calling him that? Just call him Mortmain because the rest of the time they call him Mortmain. It's weird. Mortmain is a name he gave himself, they decided. Oh, that's right. He did do that. And then I think he like titled himself as the Magister. Yeah. Right. So I guess we don't really know what to call him. So I was going to read the letter from Mortmain, but my son got a hold of my book earlier and we put it up and it's in the other room. So I'm going to um, give you the gist. (laughs) Um, And I skimmed it because I knew I was going to read it. So please um, take my apologies now. So basically, um, the Magister did buy up all the Yinfen like we suspected. And um, he is willing to trade some of it for Tessa. And like he's leaving a set of numbers and a way for instructions for them to get a hold of him through an automaton to let him know what they've decided. But he wants Tessa in exchange. <sighs> I don't like it Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. And so, Mm-mm. yeah, yeah. Oh, I did no. that. <laughs> Cecily is still people watching again. And like, even during the letter, she's watching people's reactions and she notices will hide his face. Cause of course he's trying to hide his, emotion Jem's face turns pale and Tessa was like a statue and I can't say that I expected anything different but it's interesting to see how they all kind of change differently mm-hmm. so Tessa's the first one to speak up and she's like Mortmain wants me bitch why are you surprised this whole time forgot? yeah literally chapter one <laughs> Of book one, your ass got kidnapped. He has been hunting you down for like 1,200 pages. I don't know what to tell you, kid. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, So Jem eventually suggests that they give the letter to the Claves so they can investigate it. And Will is like, dude you know the magister is too clever to like be found out whatever they're not going to find anything and Jem tells him like this move isn't clever it's the crudest form of blackmail we know bro we know but mm-hmm. you know what he's trying to say so Will suggests that they take the letter as a blessing and that the yinfen that Mortmain is giving will help like it'll make him better for a little while it'll give them more time to figure this out until they can get more because he and- sent a little packet <laughs> yeah uh-huh. with yeah. the letter And um, so Tessa interrupts and she says that the decision should be hers since Morty wants her (laughs) and she wants to go, obviously, because she's a Clary. And Jim protests, but tells he explains to Tessa that like he can't that she cannot allow him to die. What the fuck did I say? Basically, (laughs) he's going to die anyway. So Mm -hmm. why go? Like, 
just because there's a chance. Like she's saying, I can't allow you to die if there's a chance to save you. And he's like, I'm dying anyway. So boo, mm-hmm. boo this. And um, so her point, though, is Mortmain doesn't mean to physically harm me. And Will interrupts. And again, mm. he doesn't seem to care who notices how emotional he is about this. And he's literally yelling, telling her that they don't know if he means to harm her or not. They can't trust him. Like, like what if they, he wants your blood the whole time? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And he's so angry. You can see, like, I think it was his fist or something. He had hit the table or he put his hand on the table and his, his hand was white because he's clenching or whatever. Mm. And obviously that's another he's one. He's clenching of, so hard. Yeah, he's clenching his butt cheeks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm 13. I'm sorry. I'm not an adult. Uh, well I just like that obviously it's Cecily noticing these things so I think it's cool that we get a little bit of sense of Cecily but we also get that perspective from someone else watching and it doesn't just have mm-hmm. to be narration mm-hmm. um, so Tessa tells Will that if the roles were reversed and Mortmain wanted him that he would go and Jem interrupts his time and he's <laughs> like no no I would forbid that too like I wouldn't let Will go again the drug is not a cure. It only keeps me for like living a little bit longer. If you go f- with Mortmain, it will really be for nothing because I still won't take that drug. <sighs> How and Jem would. Been? Yeah. 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 Like, That's not a bluff. Yeah. Anybody else, it would be a bluff. But for Jem, Jem mm-hmm. is that guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Okay. Will calls to his parabotai, but he is parabroblocked, okay? <laughs> Tessa and Jim are in the throes of an argument, and they do not have time for any herondales. Oh. Tessa tells Jim that not taking the drug would be an insult to her sac, like her hypothetical sacrifice. <laughs> right, you haven't done anything yet. <laughs> right. And him not taking it would be throwing it in her face. Which I think is a very 90s term, and I love that it's in here. So, like, okay. maybe it's older than that. Anyway. Jim strides across the room. Yeah, he does. And takes a letter from Charlotte saying that he would rather insult her than lose her. And before anything could react, threw it into the motherfucking fire. Yeah. So they're all high now. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine he just hotboxes the whole fucking room? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but Charlotte's Uh, pregnant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. No (laughs) knife hits for her. (laughs) Such a MacGyver thing to do. (laughs) It's such a white trash thing to do. (sighs) <sighs> okay moving i don't on. know why this next part surprised me but it did henry moves to go to the fire he gets up but will's broody corner his perch <laughs> if you will makes him the perfect placement and he throws his hands into the fire <sighs> cecily gets there and pulls his jacket to get him away like get him out but he was successfully able to grab the yen fin. However, the packet was still literally on fire in his hands. Dude, it's a good thing. He really does act like he has the use of. Oh, what's it called? A rune. 
Yeah. Estelle? Yes. What? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Will drops a packet and Gideon stomps out the flames, which, by the way, my drunkle <laughs> used to do on camping trips. But in the actual fire, <sighs> my like dad you, he did peed that. On, you peed on the fire and then you stomp on it <coughs> to put it out. So you have ashy, like pissy ash shoes? Uh-huh. And then there's piss you, on your shoes. If you don't know what a drunkle is, we are in different tax brackets. Yeah. <laughs> Both show. You, you did not grow up with aluminum windows and it shows. Yeah, my brother is a drunkle. <laughs> I was that's why I was laughing because I read ahead and I saw it and I was like, I know exactly what that is. I know that's not <laughs> yeah. a typo. It's not. <sighs> Good stuff. Jim kneels down next to Will and pulls out his stele. <laughs> To Razzi, his burned and blistered hands, which would be cool. And I know, like, we've talked about this, but I have to fangirl some more about how freaking cool it would be to just Razzi, your accident prone, pains the way I constantly burn myself. Yes. Constantly. Mm-hmm. Always. Funny. Every time I curled my hair, every time I straightened my hair, when I cook things, I burned myself today when I was making soup. Yep. Three times. Jeez. Like, how cool would that be? <laughs> it would be really cool. Thrice. I dropped Yeah, I dropped the vegetables in too fast and it splattered me. Mm. No way. And then I had salt that I put in and it was somewhat stuck in my hand, so I just put it in the pot of burning water and that sounds I don't like something Robin why. would do. Yeah. It's like glad I didn't waste that salt. Can't waste the salt yep. that costs forty seven cents for a whole yep. thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. For for like two pounds of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. PSA: Do not try this at home, kids. I am an idiot. <laughs> All right. We are still in Cecily's point of view, so it's not explicitly said, but I'm sure everyone else, along with her, is in a state of shock. She's no longer people watching, but I'm assuming everybody is just like, "Whoa!" Like, what the fuck? And she can tell. Will is in a lot of pain by his, you know, burning hands and overall demeanor. So she leans down and whispers to him in Welch, you will be fine. And then repeats it in English, which as a bilingual household is a check in the this is real life category for me. Okay, that that is real. The use of the two dialogues in this rest of the chapter I'm not super nice about it because mm-hmm. I think it's annoying in some parts and I'll get into it. This is a check in the real column. Okay. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Especially <laughs> something short and reassuring. Uh-huh. And okay. then you just kind of repeat it instantly. It's yeah. not like a, that's, we're doing that a lot with my son because we're mm-hmm. trying to, that language has not cemented in his head at all. Mm-hmm. So we're very much trying to one and then the other and it's instant. At least for us. I don't know. I don't speak for everybody. I speak for my household. Mm -hmm. That seems real to me. Regardless, Jim starts apologizing to Will. And I'm pretty sure he knew he was unhinged. Like, (laughs) Jim had to know Will was unhinged. Okay? That's Mm -hmm. not headline news. Mm -hmm. But, like, he just didn't realize how far until, like, now. 
like literally everything about this kid screams mentally unstable. Aww. Yeah. At, at least yeah. emotionally. For sure uh-huh. emotionally unstable. Uh-huh. But like his, his head's been fucked up for at least two and a half books. <laughs> Uh-huh. Would you say 1,200 pages? I would I would say. <laughs> Love it. I'm going to plug this in while I have a second. Because this dropped. Okay. Will starts to calm. Like, because he was physically reacting, obviously, to having burnt hands. And he starts to calm as the Arasi takes effect. And he tells his parabotai that there's still some yenfin that could be preserved. And that's what everybody should be focusing on at the moment. Okay? <sighs> ATM. That's what it means. Clearly. Yep, sure. At the moment. Tessa enters the group chat. Having already collected what was usable into a handkerchief and hands it to Jem. With a crazy sense of calm. And then just walks out. The bitch, like a boss. Mm. She's like, here, bye. She doesn't even say bye. Anyway. I have a question. In this yes. moment, what do you think everybody is thinking? Right, like, we've got our primary three. So, like, Tessa, what do we think she's feeling right now? I think she's mad, obviously, mm-hmm. clearly. Mm-hmm. And we all know how she feels deep inside. Right. Mm-hmm. So she's upset about Jim and upset about Will hurting himself. Mm-hmm. And she's like, if you just weren't, like, I bet she's mad at Jim on top of it. Because, like, if you weren't so pigheaded, Will wouldn't have to, like. Right. Right. Have done that. Right. And then yeah, Jim's no probably, reason that like. He couldn't take. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. There's just, it, to me, it seems like it's. There's no reason you couldn't take what's already been given to you. But I understand not uh-huh. wanting more and not yeah. wanting to fight for that. But that's literally already there. All you're, like, throwing it in the fire, that's stupid. Mortmain doesn't know yeah. you did that. Yeah. That uh-huh. was just you throwing a fit. Mm-hmm. I feel like that, that was Jem losing his cool in the only way Jem would know how to lose his cool. Like, like he, he lost his control over himself because I feel like he was so scared that Tessa might try to do something brave mm-hmm. or even behind his back and then yeah. he wouldn't know about it yeah yeah, oh, yeah. whatever yeah whatever so she thinks is like the right thing to do or whatever and so he's trying to like make it very clear like that was uh-huh. his last and he lost control over like his reasoning and was just like this uh-huh. is the only thing I could do to like make her see that I'm serious yeah but uh-huh. It backfired. Obviously, it'd be more effective if he would have just burned the letter with the instructions. Right? Right. Yeah. And honestly, I think Henry is probably not really, like, thinking the situation exactly. He's probably not paying attention. (laughs) Charlotte's mother hinning, obviously. It'd be like seeing your kid do that. And I think Gideon Gideon and Gabriel are probably just like, dude, this motherfucker is crazy. Yeah, this place is crazy. I am curious. So, I feel like Sophie, she knows something's going on with Will and Tessa. She knows that there's something there. She's known since before Tessa got engaged to Jem, right? She's always known that there was something there. At this point, do you think Charlotte suspects anything? 
No? I don't. Not yet. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. What about Gabriel and Gideon? Do you think either of them have like suspicions like what is this this dynamic feels weird like I feel Uh like to everyone this dynamic would feel weird but maybe not okay look I feel like if each one of these characters when I number one I don't think Sophie's in the room right right it it wouldn't I mean wouldn't be out of character her or like out of Charlotte's character for her to still be in there while Mm -hmm. they're doing it but typically, like, there's been times where she's outside and she's right. not whatever. So I'm just going to pretend Sophie. I think Sophie knows, mm-hmm. regardless. Uh-huh. I think Gabriel, Gideon, Henry is obviously just kind of mm-hmm. oblivious. And Charlotte are all dealing with very, very big personal issues to where mm-hmm. they're not looking into it. They're but had they not, I think somebody else would have caught on. Yeah. Gotcha. She's Cassandra Clare has done a very good job making sure everybody is occupied. Yeah, they're all pretty busy. This is with true. Their own shit. Yeah, but I think had there not been those like main things that I think somebody definitely would have caught on. And Cecily is the only one that doesn't have anything like that. Her only concern and her main concern as well. Right. right. So she picks up on it. <clears throat> uh huh. Because she says like she knows him so well, but she keeps like you're a stranger to me, like you yes. blah blah blah. And then in the next turn, it's like, which obviously I think she's just claiming him, mm-hmm. you know, as part of her, like her like thing. his his personality right now. Like she doesn't know who this person he's become is, but she still knows all of his mannerisms and how he is at his core, and so she can mm-hmm. see on his face and read his expressions and stuff like nobody else can. Uh huh. But like also like. Who the fuck are you? You're not the four. You're you're not the twelve year old. You know, older brother that I remember. Uh-huh. I haven't seen yeah. you in fucking forever. <clears throat> okay. I my phone turned off, so I lost my spot. Just a minute. All right, we get a SpongeBob style style pause. A few moments later. <laughs> Will is now sitting in an armchair and Charlotte is fussing over him, which I love, mm-hmm. and is applying a salve to his hands, even though they seem to be fixed now, she insists. Mm. And at this point, Cecily, Jim, Will, and Charlotte are the main players in the room. Everyone is just like, everyone left. Gideon left. Gabriel left. Tessa obviously walked out. That's it. And everyone is just like in a what the fuck hangover. Okay. <laughs> Charlotte it. sent, um, sorry, I repeated myself. Charlotte sent everyone out of the room once that happened. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, of course, Jim and Cecily didn't want to leave Will, so there they sat. By the by, POVs, POVs, if you will, <laughs> have switched to Will. And he's commenting about how he likes having Cecily there with him, who um, seems like she's perched next to him and, um, like, glaring at Charlotte. She's just like, mm, mm. And Jim is leaning against his chair, and he says that it's comforting or, like, familiar to him. Jim sitting next to him while he's being bandaged. This is, like, his core memory <laughs> as a child. And in all the ruckus, Jim says, quote, Do you remember the time Meliorn tried to kick your teeth out for calling him a pointy-eared layabout? Is this the same Meliorn from TID? Like, 100%. It has to be, right? 100%. 100%. He's a fairy. I I didn't catch that the first time I read it. I don't think I did I either. Wasn't really like, eh. By this time, 
Jim had taken some of the yen from from Morty and Will was feeling better. And the joke was the icing on the metaphorical cake of their friendship. He was like, this cat knows me. He knows I need a good laugh. Even it's like weirdly inappropriate. Like when we make an endearing joke about Terry. Yeah. He just knows. Yeah. This, yep. Will finishes the Maleorn's story saying basically I would have bested him, but he chickened out and moved probably to America vo- to avoid my wrath. Mm. Huh. I love the look on your face right now. Amanda. Why? Huh. I just, huh. Okay. Just, let's be honest here. I didn't read your part. So this is like, I didn't remember that either. No information. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And I'm sorry. I tripped over that so poorly. It was wonderful. Charlotte says, basically, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me just deflate your giant head. He created a lot of enemies in London. It's not you. <laughs> It's not you, it's him. (laughs) Cecily apparently wanting to, like, piss on Will to mark her territory. Okay. Listen. This is where it starts. Knowing how she is. Knowing (laughs) Cecily. It's probably not that. It's probably Cassie wanting to nail into our heads that they have a sibling bond and no one else is able to, like, oh, sorry. Let me start that again. Knowing Cecily's character, that's probably not what she's doing. She's probably not pissing on Will to mark territory. Mm. It's probably Cassie, either A, wanting to nail into her heads that they have a sibling bond that no one else has, or B, she wants to flex on her Google Translate skills, Mm. (laughs) which isn't fair. Maybe she speaks Welsh or knows someone else that does. Regardless, it's Cecily telling Will in Welsh, I don't know who you're talking about. Hmm. And then Will is like, yeah, you don't know who we're talking about, and no one knows what you're saying. Speak in English. Oh, damn. Which Rude. Is, this just seems very unnecessary. Yeah. It does. Like, why is he being an asshole? Is it because he's wounded and emotionally unavailable and can't process his feelings, so he's got to lash out at the only person he who still loves him? He is deliriously tired, <laughs> is what's happening. It's, okay. He is, like, he is deliriously tired. Um. We'll touch on this once more, my family and friends. No one no one hears my family. Okay. Cecily inspects Will's hand while he remembers the pain of pain of plunging them into the fire and the look on Tessa's face when he did it. The heartbreak that she must have felt for him. And then he thinks about the giant Tessa-sized hole that was in his heart. And he's like you're all I ever wanted, baby. I have to, I have to, I can't sing because my um, voice is messed up. So I'm going to try that one more time. We're going to talk it very calmly. We're okay. Talk it. All right. He thinks about the giant Tessa size hole that was in his heart. And he's like, you're all I ever wanted. Yeah. You're all I ever needed. Yeah. So tell me what to do now when I want you back in the room. <laughs> that was so anti. Uh, <laughs> I was dancing and everything. Okay, there are two things about this. Number one, the Tessa sized 
hole in his heart is literally basically what he says. Mm -hmm. That is not me. That is in the book. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And number two, how did he see the look on Tessa's face as his hands are in the fire and his back is towards the room? He has eyes on the back of his head like a mother. How was he going to know? No, he was pulling a Paul Walker. He was staring right at her while he was doing it. (laughs) Like that scene in Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, because we know what you're talking about. (laughs) Eva Mendes. And he's driving. No? No. (sighs) Somebody's going to get it. Yeah. Okay. Cecily is in awe about the Rossi. Which I just want, when I write, I usually write as I'm reading. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's typically what happens. So I'm like, damn girl, you made me feel about like better about being in awe of it. Just a couple minutes ago. Just, just a couple paragraphs ago. Mm-hmm. Thanks, sister. And she takes this moment to remember like, I don't know how we're in her point of view. So I might've wrote this incorrectly. Just so you know. Or maybe she's saying it out loud. She could be saying it out loud. I don't know. Basically, Will was an accident-prone kid. Rotsy mm-hmm. shit's cool. She's really into it. And um, Jim hasn't quite unboarded the Eeyore Express. <laughs> so he's like, dramatic Napoleon Dynamite style, look away from the camera. Better it were my hands. <laughs> wow. You really made me just like see that. Yeah. <laughs> really laid it all out for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Will. Sorry. What? That was just really good. <laughs> okay. 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 He totally did that. That, yeah. that, that happened. And <laughs> Will rebuts. And I know that last paragraph made no fucking sense. Okay. But it happened. And he tells Jim. That um, he needs his hands for the violin. And he doesn't need his for anything. And then they have a bronder standing. Bronder standing. <laughs> wow. Let's hear it. Um. Okay, do you want to play parts or do you want me just to read it? Tell me what you prefer. Amanda, why don't you play a part? I played one last okay, week. Okay, how are you doing this? So you just pick who you want to be. Okay, I'll be Will, because I'll play off of how you start. Okay. Okay. I am Jim, Amanda is Will. Okay, ready? Bro, I always know what you're going to do. I should have known that you were going to put your hands into that fire. Bro, I should have known that you were going to toss the packet. Mad respect. It's really noble of you. (laughs) I was just thinking of my girl. Ew. Isn't noble and crazy your thing? Have we freaky fried our friendship roles? Damn, bro. We did go Lindsay to Jamie. Love, bro. It changes you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I have full body chills, but in the bad way. <laughs> Ew. The, I was just thinking of my girl made me vomit in my mouth. Oh, oh yeah. Preach. It's awful. That's why yep. I put it in there. The word. They're bro-ing. Yep. If they're bro up. <sighs> okay. Sorry I did that two weeks in a row. It just made the like, long section of dialogue more interesting. It's yeah, good. I lot. like it. We should okay. do more of that. 
Yeah. Yep. It probably will. We'll just devolve into just acting out the the chapter. (laughs) It's a three person. (laughs) Whose role is it anyway? (laughs) After that heartfelt, Will really wanted to bond over chicks with his friend, but clearly he can't do that. (laughs) So he decides to tell Jim that he wishes he wouldn't risk himself. Like, Jim, don't risk yourself. It ain't worth it, girl. (laughs) I'm not not going to do do it. it. And Jim's like, dude, my, 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 how the turntables have turned. Same. Literally the same. Exhausting. No. I wrote that wrong. Exhaustion has not engulfed. Wait. Okay. I wrote that completely wrong. Exhaustion has now engulfed Will and his eyelids are closed and Jem tells him to get some rest and he leaves. Down the corridor, Will could hear Bridget singing and this time, instead of annoyance, he felt like it was a lullaby. Bridget, who clearly is a witch. Yes. And you can't say that without saying, her sister was a witch, bro. She sings a song about how, as Arthur Weasley would put it, <clears throat> truth will out. And Cecily asks Will if he remembers how their mom used to sing them riddle songs. And because exhaustion has stripped his walls down, he says yes. Then remembers her filling their home with, their sing- with her singing. And now it's his turn to, I think, sing maybe quote song lyrics like something along those lines, like maybe it's a poem. I don't know, but he's I because I Google translated it, and I know when you go- use Google Translate, words don't always mm-hmm. match up, mm-hmm. so it sounds like it's a rhyme. So that's why I didn't quote it because I knew it wouldn't be exact translation. And um, he then he asks his sissy if she remembers some places from their childhood in Wales. I'm like, what was the point of Welsh? to please speak English then for him to do well like we get it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we get it it almost feels like he was embarrassed or something like my friends can't I understand you stop this is embarrassing I think it was I don't know I, I think it was just a one of the like Jem was there and mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to be rude to Jem and speak a language that Jem can't understand the only reason I get this is because, like, growing up, it's, like, I was taught it's it's rude, considered, quote, unquote, rude to sign around hearing people and not tell them what you're saying. Like, not obviously to another deaf person. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. Right. But, like, me and my mm-hmm. mom signing to each other in a room full of hearing people, it, we're specifically speaking a language that you can't understand because we're talking about you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, that's what most people suspect, too. If you're yeah. if you're doing that, you must be talking about the people that don't understand you. And in my experience, that's true. But... <laughs> <laughs> right. Not always a my bad thing. Is usually not. But, like, I don't know. you like, know, or... They're not that important. Or right. it's, like, secret time, and we don't want to say it out loud to somebody... Or whatever. Uh-huh. But that that was always like growing up. It was always like if you need to like if, if you need just try to be on the download. Don't don't make it obvious that you're like communicating with somebody across the room talking about people. <laughs> OK, look, here's the thing. I feel like 
this is one of those things where it's the writing starts. I feel like this is the first of the books where there's dual language, right? I mean, no, we get some of gems, gems Mandarin, but no uh-huh. one else. Is there anything in the infernal devices? I can't remember the first part of TID. Just I feel like I've had of, this. Um, of um, what's his name? The vampire. Uh-huh. Raphael. Yeah, but that wasn't when he's was, like all. kind of sprinkling in mm-hmm. words when he's talking. I feel like she gets much better at this. Uh-huh. At okay. Working and writing with dual language. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. To where it sounds genuine. At least listening to it on an audiobook, because I'm reading this the way that I want to read it. And there is no way I could even pretend to be able to pronounce Welsh how words? those words are supposed yeah, no. to sound. <laughs> you know, there's there's just no way. I and have, so I'm like... I have probably as good a chance of correctly pronouncing something in Welsh as I do in something in Cyrillic. Like, it's, <laughs> it's the same difference uh-huh. to me. <laughs> And maybe this would sound more genuine if I was listening to the audio because I wouldn't have to, like, literally I'm reading this. I'm going, because I don't know, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. my brain's making a sound, but I'm just filling in the words. I don't know. I just I like it when it's genuine and it's really, like, beautifully mm-hmm. placed. And I think she does a really good job at that later on in books. Gotcha. And this just felt a little like it, it, the whole thing was just kind of like I said, the first part when she's like, are you all right? And then she repeats herself like check mark there. And then kind of it's just like, why tell her to stop? And then you do it again later. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, I don't it know. is weird. But like, yeah, it's weird. Anyway, I can move on. I, that was all. I really liked the first part, how she used it in the chapter. The last two were just kind of like, meh. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Cecily takes a sharp breath in. And she says, like, of course she remembers those places. But she thought that he had forgotten them. And Will says... Like, I can't get up, so I'm just going to sleep in the chair. Damn. And she holds his hand, and she's like, okay, then I'll stay with you here whilst you sleep. I'll rest with you here or something like that. She's going to stay up with him or sleep Aww. with next to him in the chair sitting up or whatever. And, of course, we end the chapter with another letter. <laughs> and I was going to read it, too, and I just, like, I know I've said this probably thrice now. I didn't realize what I was getting into reading the letters. I didn't I didn't remember there being a letter at the beginning, middle, and end of every chapter. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I'm going to paraphrase this time. And basically, it's Wayland, Consul, replying to Gabriel and Gideon's letter about the hats. Mm-hmm. And um, he's basically like, I don't care. I don't care what you eat. I don't care what your diet is. I give literally no fucks. Give me something that I can use and write it back and, like, quit fucking around. (laughs) Get real. Get real. And then he signs it TTFN. (laughs) Consul Waitland. But the S in console is the the the, the three lines or the six lines. Yeah. <laughs> a money symbol? No, the badass S's. No, from oh yeah, that's right. Grade. He's not he's not typing. He's actually writing. Yeah, yeah it's two C. Yeah. Jeez. Good times. What a day. And um that's all she wrote, literally. She Cassie, that's the end of the chapter. <laughs> TTFN, Council Wayland, done. Is that actually what the title of the next chapter is? I'm telling okay, you, look. let's let's write it out. 
I don't. I don't think it would make sense. Yeah, it is. Are you double checking? No, yeah, it is. It totally okay, is. Okay. So, guys, I'm gonna let you in on a secret. <laughs> and that's next week. We're gonna discuss chapter eight, that fire of fire. Don't keep that. But to I'm gonna yourself. say it like that. That fire, fire. That fire, fire. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. For more madness and behind the scenes content, check us out on Instagram at Downworlder Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.